If you want 2024 to be your best running year, it is essential you have a customized training plan tailored to your race schedule and ability level. That's why I'm pumped to have Motive sponsoring the podcast. You can use the app for free, but if you want two months of premium access, you can use code SMARTER2. Sign up at mymotive.com. The link will be in the show notes. On today's episode, my Run Smarter update with building a weekly routine. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, smarter runner. If you're like me, running is life, but more often than not, injuries disrupt this lifestyle. And once you are injured, you're looking for answers and met with bad advice and conflicting messages circulating the running community. The world shouldn't be like this. You deserve to run injury-free and have access to the right information. That's why I've made it my mission to bring clarity and control to every runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm a physiotherapist, a former chronic injury sufferer, and your podcast host. I am excited that you have found this podcast and by default become the Run Smarter Scholar. So let's work together to overcome your injury, restore your confidence, and start spreading the right information back into your running community. So let's begin today's lesson. joining me uh this is along the same lines as like if i were to get an injury and if i were to um, change things with my rehab uh, i like sharing my experiences i like sharing with you guys what i'm doing um because you know we're not all perfect i i try to run and train as smart as i can i still get injured um but i am constantly trying to uh train smarter change things up and Try, through trial and error, trying to um, improve in that regard. So um, this is a big change that I have had in the last couple of weeks. I've actually tried out this new routine for about five weeks or so and wanted to see it through for this period of time before reporting back and seeing how much of an influence it's had for me. Um, it all started off the back of um, Phil Hayes, the interview I did with him, and I felt a little bit guilty during that episode just because while I was interviewing him, we we're talking about uh, intensity distributions and like a, a structured routine. And I'm a big advocate for people writing things down and really getting a sense of, or at least having um, a plan to reflect back on. And you can't reflect on a plan if you haven't written it down, if you don't remember what's happened. And so I think I made a comment on there that it is important that if you are injured or if you're training for something or if you want to train smarter, it's important to write things down. And I don't do any of that. Well, I didn't do any of that. Um, and so I got off that interview and thinking, maybe I need to step up my game a little bit. Um, maybe I need to write things down and actually start formulating a bit more of a run smarter plan for myself because I'm not training for anything at the moment. Um, I do manage a few little niggles here and there, but I'm nonetheless um, overcoming them quite quickly. And at that time, my hamstring was a little bit grumbly. This inside of my knee was a little bit grumbly. Um, and yeah, I was starting to think maybe it's time for a bit of a change. And so I decided um, to kick things up a notch. And you may see um, that I have posted yesterday, 
if you're listening to this on the Friday when it was released, yesterday I posted on social media this weekly routine that I've come up with. Um, it's on just a Excel spreadsheet and just thought I'd share with you guys so you can have a look and kind of look through the, um, the plan as you're listening to this. But if you are listening to this well in the future, as many people do, um, it's not essential that you have a look at this, but I just thought it'd uh, enhance people's experience with listening to the, the episode, but I'll talk you through it nonetheless. Um, so I decided to create a spreadsheet, um, just week by week, start documenting things, um, come up with the routine, and then depending, um, racking up my overall mileage or my overall intensity and just... Uh, seeing how that structure goes. So my thinking was when first creating this spreadsheet, one, where I'm at at the moment, I probably want to avoid running consecutive days um, just because sore spots just keep popping up here and there. <clears throat> tendons get a bit stiff, tendon, tendons get a bit sore, muscles get a bit tight. And I think it's um, the back-to-back days of running. And so decided to really... Um, plan this out where I'm avoiding running on consecutive days. So keep that in mind. I'll have three runs per week. I'll have two strength sessions per week. I do really enjoy my strength training. I do recognize that having it twice a week is um, really advantageous to my running. And so the three runs, I'll have a long, slow run. Put that in there. I did that for a Saturday. A short recovery run. I put that in for a Monday and... Also, after that recovery run, want to start doing some strides. So strides being just like 100 meter or so um, runs where you're just slowly picking up the pace. So starting off quite slow, building up, building up. So by the end of the 100 meters, you're sort of at about 90, 95% of your um, max speed. Um, That's what I decided to do. So repeats of that. And then the other session, which I do on a Monday, would be my speed session. And so I got those three worked out. One, one rest day, one cross-training day. Um, the cross-training day would either be like on the Sunday where I'd just go for a ride with my friends. Um, or if I don't go for a ride with my friends, I'd probably choose to rest on that day. I'd plus or minus basketball in there. Uh, I do like playing basketball once a week. Depends on the lockdown restrictions. Um, depends on whether I can make that game. Just plus or minus that as an optional thing that might be in during the week. And so wrote down that what I do, the structure throughout the week. So Monday speed, Tuesday strength, Wednesday recovery, Thursday strength, Friday rest, Saturday long run, Sunday either rest or a bike ride. And I would add up my overall weekly mileage. I'd have that weekly mileage calculated at the bottom so I can keep track of that. But I also decided to add in my intensity And I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, but I'll explain. Um, If you were to rack up your overall minutes per session and then multiply that by your rate of perceived exertion. So I've done this out of 10. Um, So a two, three is really easy jogging. Should feel like you can do it for hours. The four, five, sixes are starting to get a little bit up in intensity, um, starting to build up a sweat, starting to have unable to sort of maintain those longer free-flowing conversations with someone. Uh, the six, seven, eights, you're really starting to work. It's, it's, you, you can't sustain for very long. And then obviously the eights, nines, tens are just max effort. So, um, 
that's just a real brief kind of explanation. But if you do a uh, 30 minute session and that's a, if you go for 30 minutes and it's a three out of 10 intensity, that overall accumulation is 90 points. So the, the amount of minutes times by the intensity um, of what we call arbitrary exercise units. And I would just calculate my arbitrary exercise units and, and um, compile that over the week to make sure that there's no spike in those as well. So I've, um, sort of calculating my mileage, calculating my AEUs, my arbitrary exercise units. I'd also in this spreadsheet leave some space for me to add some comments throughout the week because we know, and I've said this before, we really struggle to revert back to what happened two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And so just leaving a cell in there where I can add my notes. Say, so let me bring up this. Um, so at the end of week three, I have in my notes, um, Monday, I did a Monday bike ride because I had a lot of hamstring tightness. On the Thursday, I had this right foot pain after lunges. Sunday, I had hamstring tightness at the 8.5 kilometer mark. So just those really brief points. And yeah, and then so in like four weeks time, um, if I look back, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to remember that if I just tried to commit that to memory. So that's what I do. I'd leave a spot for those comments. Just you aren't a template. So your training shouldn't be either. The Motive app takes training plans written by the best coaches in the world, then creates the most optimal training plan for your schedule, abilities, and goals. It's such a good idea, which is why it is one of the fastest growing training apps in the world and has thousands of age group athletes signing up every month with a near perfect 4.9 star rating. It will even plan triathlons, cycling events, duathlons, and other events if you're branching away from running races. You can use the app for free for as long as you want, with the premium access being just $19.99 per month. But if you use code SMARTER2, you can get two months of full premium access. Sign up through their website, mymotive.com, and make 2024 your best year yet. Throughout the week, I know I have my aura ring that tracks my sleep and my heart rate variability. Just going to go off that as well, make sure I'm sleeping well, uh, make sure my heart rate variability is detected or at least considering it, making sure the last couple of weeks has been very good. So I haven't had an issue with that. Um, but my, uh, a, a little bit more detail. So for the long run, I choose at the moment where I'm at to be about eight to 10 Ks and I just increase by one K. Um, if everything goes well, I'd probably increase by one K once a week. And the intensity is going to be around about a three out of 10. That's what I've chose for my long run. For my recovery run, it's going to be anywhere between 4 to 6K at that same intensity. The strides, probably 5 to 8 rounds of strides um, on a given day, depending how I'm feeling. And with the speed session, I can mix this up a little bit. Like I can get quite creative depending on how I'm feeling. So it would either be like a ramp up. So I do like a 5K session where every K is slightly faster. I do like an interval session, which is like 1 K slow pace, which is usually about five and a half minutes to six minutes per K for me. So quite slow, but the faster intervals are probably around four minutes, four minute Ks. And so that's quite a large discrepancy. So four minute Ks compared to six minute Ks. So anyone 
I guess when it comes back to that episode, are you running slow enough <laughs> with my sister Zoe? Um, had a lot of positive feedback from that one, by the way. Um, that's kind of how I would, that's my discrepancy when it comes to running, um, how big of a change the fastest compared to the slow. And so, yeah, so those would be like an interval session where I'd go one on, one off, uh, or I haven't done yet or haven't done for a long time. But if I was to do say a 5k time trial or, um, a 2k time trial or something like that, that's what I'd do. I'd do that on my speed days. Um, yep. So that's the long run, the recovery run, the speed run, my strength sessions. So twice a week, uh, has to have in there once a week, at least, uh, deadlifts, squats, lunges, calf raises. They are, they're the four, um, big ones that I include every single week, but then I have other substitutes that I might throw in there. That being crab walks, that being wall balls, that being single leg deadlifts, that being kettlebell swings, that being rocket jumps, box jumps, and, um, I just see when, or if I wanted to sub them in. So just say for the wall balls, I'll probably do them once every three weeks. Um, the kettlebell swings once every two weeks, uh, rocket jumps. Yeah. Again, once every two weeks, those sort of things, but always deadlift squats, lunges, calf raises. Um, so getting a good balance that way. The other thing I'd note as well over the last couple of weeks is that my warm up and stretching has changed. So I'm training smarter this, uh, in this regard, because if you've listened to other episodes that I have around stretching, it is try what's try a whole bunch of things and see what's best for you. And in the past, I have um, just done a couple of light stretches, maybe five to 10 seconds per muscle group, then I'm out the door. Um, But because I've had a couple of niggles the last couple of months, I thought maybe let me try a bit more of a stretching session to see how I feel. And I actually feel a bit better from that. So if my tendons are a bit grumbly, I'll do like some isometrics. Um, The stretching, I'm opening up my hips a little bit more. I'm trying to get a bit more mobility there, get a bit more mobility through my ankles and especially for the speed sessions, always for the speed sessions. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm focusing more on the, that warm up and stretching component uh, than I would in the past. Um, so that's how I've structured it. So let me now dive into how things are going week by week. Okay, so week one, these are kind of the notes because I do have this structured plan, this structured routine, but There's also leeway for modifications, alterations to make just based on how I'm feeling throughout the week. So there's always the template there, but the template can always change. So I have here for week one, uh, which is when I decided to very first start doing this. I was was already presenting with some niggles. I had this uh, pain on the inside of my left knee and wasn't too sure what it was. Um, it definitely wasn't that Pez Anserinus tendon that I've had in the past because, well, first of all, that was on the other the other side I've had that, but just felt a little bit different. Nonetheless, um, I had a speed session that I wanted to do on the Monday, but recognized that this knee pain was um, causing me a bit of grief. It was a little bit niggly. Um, so made the sensible decision, as in during that speed session, I was going to run uphill because I recognized that my stride, um, that knee pain would come on when I had to really straighten out my knee to um, complete that stride through that running phase. And if I was running uphill, the knee remained a little bit bent. Um, And so running uphill actually was 
uh, good for it. It was actually quite healthy for it and could get a really nice, decent speech session for the rest of the body. Good cardio workout, good, um, good workout for the calves and for the Achilles. And so I would, I think the hill I found was about 800 meters. So I'd run up that and then I'd jog back down really conservatively and just do repeats of that. And I only decided to do that because I had this knee pain and knew that my knee pain was good for hills. And so made that sensible decision, felt fantastic afterwards. And the rest of the week was just really conservative. So that, that niggle actually hasn't come back. And so was really happy with that. Still on week one, on that weekend, we went away, um, my sister's birthday weekend away. We went to um, these hot springs and there was not as much sleep. The Tour de France was on at that stage as well. So I was up a little bit and um, we were just having a good time, good getaway with the family. So having a couple of beers as well. Um, and because I didn't get a lot of sleep, because we were drinking alcohol, my heart rate variability was not good at that stage when I woke up that morning, but I had a long run to do, decided not to do it on the Saturday, decided to do it on the Sunday, but I had this 8K planned to do, but due to these circumstances, I decided to only do six um, because my recovery wasn't great, um, consumed alcohol the night before, um, decided to not do it on the Saturday, do it on the Sunday, but I did a, a 6K really, really slow rather than that planned 8K. So that's just the modifications I made, hopefully a sensible decision um, and was okay because of that and okay afterwards. Also within week one, something to self-reflect on, the dosages with the strength training that I created was creating a good level of DOMS. I was getting one, maybe one to two days of muscle soreness and then it just eased. That muscle soreness didn't impede um, any of my running because I do it on the Tuesday. The next day is either like that recovery run with strides or if I was to do it on the Thursday, that next day was a rest day. So not impeding any of my running and it was just, yeah, I was hitting a good intensity with my strength session. So I did note that on week one and there's kind of the sensible decisions and the alterations I made week one. Week two, I was feeling quite good. Um, but because I did my long run on the Sunday, um, I didn't want to do my speed session on the Monday and have those back-to-back -back days. So I had to massage or move around a couple of the days. I did my strength session on the Monday, then did my run on the Tuesday. So left um, and that, that usual rest day that I have on the Friday, I had to move around just so I avoided those consecutive back-to-back -back running days. So again, that's how I was moving things around. Um, week three, for some reason, not entirely sure why, I had a lot of hamstring soreness, a lot of hamstring muscle soreness. It's probably um, been, I've been con not, not concerned, but it, I've noted a sore hamstring on and off for the last couple of months since starting back at basketball. Um, I have had a podcast episode on that a couple of months ago. Um, so you guys are well aware that it has been a bit grumbly. So on week three, for some reason, it was just a bit more sore than usual. So I replaced my Monday speed session, knowing that speed isn't great for my hamstring. Um, I replaced my speed run with kind of like a speed indoor bike session. And it was a 50 minute indoor bike session. And I did a five minutes slow, five minutes full gas on um, for 50 minutes. 
and knowing that when I do the indoor bike, it's a lot of work through my quads. I didn't make too much of an effort to pull up with the cleats. That would engage a lot of the hamstring, but I got a really decent workout. I tried to find an intensity that would match the same amount of exercise units as my usual speed session so that when I calculate at the end, it's um, overall going to be quite similar. So yeah, made that sensible decision to do the indoor bike um, as a replacement for my speed session and pulled up really well. Um, Then that Sunday, we had a long run. Um, My long run was planned. I was quite wary of my hamstring and quite wary that it might start tightening up and didn't want to get to my long run where I've ran, say, four or five Ks away from my house, and then it starts really tightening up, and I have to sort of survive my way back home. So what I decided to do was, okay, today's going to be the long run. It's going to be really conservative, but what I'll do is I'll do 1K loops around my house and assess every K how things are going. I made a decision to pause after every kilometer, reassess, maybe do some stretching, maybe do some sciatic nerve flossing, which has really helped me in the past, maybe do some hamstring light loading um, to see how that goes per kilometer and just repeat. And so I managed to get through eight and a half kilometers um, before that hamstring started tightening up. And then I just called it a day then, didn't um, test it out beyond that. But eight and a half is still pretty good for a long run for me. So I decided to call it a day. Um, And since then, my hamstrings kind of been fine. Um, I've actually been feeling pretty good because that was two weeks ago now. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm doing quite well with my speed sessions. And it's good to see that making those smart decisions on week three to do a bike session, then just see how things go with the long run. Um, It's starting to really um, pay dividends week four, week five down the track. I don't have too many notes from week four, but I did realize that on Monday, um, I want to do a speed session. I want to do um, five rounds, uh, five kilometers or or five 1K intervals where I'm just increasing my speed. And I decided to split those speeds when I'm calculating my exercise units into separate Ks. So instead of just saying my overall workout was 30 minutes, and my overall intensity was a six out of 10. Therefore, I calculate those minutes and there's my exercise units. I decided to say, okay, for the first K, took me uh, six minutes. My intensity was three. So this is my exercise unit for, for K1. And I did that for K2, for K3, for K4, for K5. Um, because I increased my intensity, increased the perceived effort um, throughout that throughout those Ks and then at the end, just tallied it all up. So I've decided to to change how I'm calculating the exercise units a little bit, and I'll see how that goes. Week five, which is this week at the time of recording, um, I'm feeling quite good. Uh, I did my speed session on Monday, and I decided to go six kilometers when I had a rest kilometer and then a fast kilometer, and just repeat that three times. So all in all, I was doing some hard efforts for 3Ks, which is a little bit further than what I'm used to doing, but I was feeling good and wanted to progress. Um, And yeah, followed by every alternate K was just a really easy pace. Um, And Tuesday, which was um, earlier in the week, I've progressed my weights. So my deadlifts and my squats have increased by 5Ks, uh, 5KGs. 
uh, but I've gone from three sets of 10 of each to three sets of eight. And then once I do a couple of weeks of this, that will go back up to three sets of 10. They'll increase my weights again, drop it back down to eight reps and then repeat that process. Um, so that's it. That's five weeks into it so far. Well, four and a half weeks really, because I'm recording this on a Wednesday, but um, I thought I would just, yeah, let you know how I'm going. Maybe you want to try something similar. Maybe if you're in the same position I am, um, you want to do this. Cause I do have a couple of takeaways. One, this creates a, it puts a lot of control and a lot of power into your hands. As soon as you start writing things down and you come up with this plan, you know what you're going to do day by day. Um, you're measuring things day by day because I have a feeling that you can't control the variables if you don't measure the variables. And so if you measure the variables, we can test and tweak, we can tweak numbers, we can massage mass, uh, massage numbers around, we can move days around depending on how you feel throughout that week. Because like I've explained in the last couple of weeks, I've made my own modifications depending how I'm feeling on that day or depending on circumstances outside of my control. Um, but you can't do that. You can't, you can't have that same manipulation if you don't write things down, don't measure them. So um, a very big takeaway. If you haven't given this sort of trial a go before and you feel like you do require a little bit more control, just give it a go. I know I've been apprehensive in the past to give this a go, but once I lay it all out, once I have this plan, it's really easy to do. It's really easy to, um, to keep track, really easy just to calculate your weekly mileage, really easy to calculate your intensity units over the week. Um, this is really easy to manage. So I'm very thankful that I've started it. Um, I'll let you know how things go. Um, if, if things change, if my routine changes, or if I, um, if I find that all of a sudden this routine doesn't suit me, but it's suited me really well so far. Um, so maybe something you want to try. That's all for me today. Um, I hope you enjoyed this session. Like I said, it's just a little bit of an update to see how I'm going. If I do have any more injury updates or any more rehab updates, always happy to to share share my experiences because I'm in the trenches with you guys, um, trying to reduce my risk of injury, trying to increase my running performance, all that sort of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I'm trying to run smart and train smart as best I can. So until next time, uh, remember that every new insight brings you one step closer to your next running breakthrough. See you next time, guys. And that concludes another Run Smarter lesson. I hope you walk away from this episode feeling empowered and proud to be a Run Smarter scholar. Because when I think of runners like you who are listening, I think of runners who recognize the power of knowledge, who don't just learn but implement these lessons, who are done with repeating the same injury cycle over and over again, who want to take an educated, active role in their rehab, who are looking for evidence-based, long-term solutions and will not accept problematic quick fixes. And last but not least, who serve a cause bigger than themselves and pass on the right information to other runners who need it. I look forward to bringing you another episode and helping you on your Run Smarter path.